Welcome to your typical Shona protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kells, and welcome to Naruto, our first part. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Um, life's good. Things are good. It's good to be here. Good to be here for you guys. Yeah, man. And I'm hyped to talk about something that we, we watched come out in the States when it was airing way back. Like, not Dragon Ball Z. But we're talking Naruto and, like, the line between being the weird kid that Naruto want, runs at school and just being a plain-ass weeaboo that doesn't talk about it in public. Yeah, man. It was like we were still doing this when it was weird. I remember in sixth grade, <laughs> I was trying to learn the Shadow Clone Jutsu in the back of the class, and my teacher thought I was having a seizure. Like, dead ass remember that bruh like because i was i was doing I mean, it so fast like and just granted like i'm i appreciate that she was trying to make sure i was okay but it was very very embarrassing um and then that's probably the last thing i did publicly to show my love for anime until i was in college most likely yeah man and then you became cool and it was all great until college where there was no one to impress except your damn self you were like fuck it yeah man. which i feel i i totally i totally feel as i th throw things at the microphone so like naruto is one of the big three you know in in the scheme of naruto one piece and bleach back in the day and it it ran for something like 500 700 episodes yeah i think it was um i want to say all together that's a good question because i know shippuden i think ended on like 500 so I want to yeah, say, like, can, go ahead. Yeah, and no, I was going to say, I want to say all together, there's like maybe like close to a thousand episodes in Naruto all together. Maybe. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. I don't, I don't think so. I think both Shippuden and Plain Ass Naruto are combined in the episode count because One Piece is only now at like 950 or some odd. Okay. I know the original Naruto had 220 episodes. Yep. And then I think Shippuden, yeah, Shippuden had 500. So it was 720 episodes all together, plus like 12 odd movies. Which, at some point, we're going to talk about anime movies, uh, anime movies that don't make a difference in the entire story. Which is everything, <laughs> no, that was canon. That was <laughs> the actual ending to an anime. So tragically. Yeah, uh, that and the end of Evangelion. But like movies like. All of the Naruto movies, um, up until like Naruto the Last, which I didn't watch, but it's like the premise for Boruto, heaven forbid. I understand. I feel like the last was probably the best one. That or maybe it's because the one with the rainbow chakra was the first one. <laughs> that one sticks out to me a little bit. But I'm gonna yeah, be man. honest with you, like the last was really good. Like you got to see them like older. And you got to actually see the romance that Kishimoto could never put in there before. So it was nice to be like, hey, this is Naruto in love. This is him stop being like actual. And it was cool to see what he was like when he was like actually in love. Opposed to him being infatuated with Sakura. It still all happened really fast. But, you know, I enjoyed it. Hey, and on, the, on that note, we're talking spoilers here. We're talking pretty much all of Naruto. Um, we're, we're mainly focusing on the intro, but we're, we're talking in general. Um, like the moment in the pain fight where 
Hinata was like, yo, I don't care if I die. Naruto's getting the shit kicked out of him. I have to do something. And you see Naruto comprehend both her love for the Hidden Leaf Village and her love for him. And it's like, that's what we've been waiting for for 432 episodes, you dumb bastard. Thank you for finally understanding it. <laughs> yes, and I was like, cool, this is the catalyst that, you know, that got him to that point to be like, yeah, I gotta defend my woman. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm here for it. And um, I gotta say as well that um, just Hinata, I feel like at the end, was a better match for, or couple with him than Sakura, because Sakura is so obsessed with Sasuke. Like, if there would have been a turn that she ended up with Naruto, it would have felt weird and kind of like Naruto deserved better. It would have felt like Vampire Knights. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I got to keep shoehorning this in. But it's more like a exactly that. It's a shoehorned relationship um, than it is something like a genuine love and, you know, founded on actual feelings. Um, so even how weird it is that, um, Sakura ends up with Sasuke in some sort of way, at least Naruto and Hinata's relationship is wholesome. And that's what I wanted. 100%. Wholesomeness is what I'm here for. I still think the best relationship is Tamari and Shikamaru at the end of the day. That's how I feel. But you know, you know, yeah, I'll give you it. I'll give you it. Cause that was like rooted there throughout the whole series. Like, and I like how it happened. But when we do part two, we'll talk more about that because, you know, this arc is just the intro into Naruto Uzumaki. Yeah, like the entire show. So right now we're talking the prologue. Uh, the hidden mist village? Yeah, um, the village of waves, the land of waves. which The, the land of waves, right. Yeah, um, there are hidden mist ex ninja in here. Um, but this is primarily the land of waves. And can I say this started off so strong? Like if, cause as I was rewatching this, I was like, yo, like I have my system to whether I keep with the anime or not, is I give it three episodes to see how I feel. And there's some things you got to give a little bit longer. If it's like a longer running series, but if it's like just starting out, I can gauge it from like three episodes, how I'm going to feel about it. Cause I've watched so much anime and if I was, if I came into Naruto completely blind after doing this rewatch of the first arc, I would have still, I'd been like, yeah, let's go, episode four. Like, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, man, totally. Um, episode one is the sort of pilot, the intro to both the universe of Naruto with the hidden uh, shinobi villages about like the existence of a ninja hierarchy and. Ninjas being a profession and a way of life, almost like a military um, outfit. And you have like the existence of Naruto, who is connected to these supernatural beasts, and he's also an orphan. You have like the whole last setup about the world. In episode one, not only do you have the setup, you also have a bunch of action. Like you get led on to the fact that Naruto is a really shitty student in terms of, like, learning and application. Um, but that's not to say he isn't a hard worker, right? So later on in this episode, we see him, you know, get suckered into stealing a sacred scroll 
and trying his damn hardest to learn the secrets in it. And he, he only gets through one jutsu within this big-ass scroll. And that jutsu is like the shadow clone jutsu. Yeah, and it's like he only... And these are, ironically, this is on the hidden scroll, like the forbidden jutsu that you're not supposed to learn, and they're all supposed to be really, quote, challenging to learn. But <laughs> it's... And he masters, like, this one jutsu that becomes his signature jutsu throughout the whole series. And it is... Like, to say it's his trump card would be literally an understatement of the year because it's such a... Like, he's going to use it at least, not exaggerating, probably at least four to five times a fight. Bruh, how many jutsu do you think Naruto actually knows? Like, four or five? I wouldn't say more than ten. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm going back through it. And other than, like, variations of the same bullshit, I'm like, he's got the Shadow Clones. Later on, he's got the Rasengan. And then he's got all of the the tailed beast bullshit, which is just the same thing, but super powered. Yeah, no, like he he's got the shadow clone, he's got the transformation jutsu. Um Oh uh, yeah, the basic bitch transformation, which he does to do sexy and sucker people. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't really need a jutsu to climb on trees and clean stuff. Which which he he does learn that later on in his arc. Like, he learns how to focus his chakra based on your task is to climb trees. Yes. And, like, we're going to get back to that when we get to it because I feel like that also kind of, that is a perfect encapsulation of if there was a fall of Naruto Shippuden, it's because they stopped using, like, logic and started using I'm God with the super cannon. Like, anyway. But, um... No, so I would say he only knows about four or five jutsus, to be honest with you. Um, definitely less than everyone else, except maybe Sakura, because Sakura uses mainly her brute strength as her fighting style as the story progresses. No, I think that she knows more than like we see, mainly because she's a healing professional at, at the end of it, but she's also super strong. So with her being smart, she knows a bunch of stuff that just that we don't ever get to see. True, true. And I mean, by the end of it, you know, spoiler alert, um, Naruto does become the Hokage. So he, I. Shows I over. Re- Great. Good. Good talk. I love it. <laughs> uh, we'll catch y'all next. Anyways. I really hope that this man knows more than the jutsu of the people in the village. So. Well, and I think, I think that there's a real difference between the jutsu, you know, um, and your connection with the people and dedication and ability to protect the village. Right. Yeah. Um, so we see that like all of the Hokage up to Naruto are like the greatest ninja in terms of jutsu. Like you are the strongest. You are the one that everyone loves in the village. Mostly. Kinda. Sorta. Uh, like the second Hokage. No. Half the village doesn't love him because half the village is Uchiha's. Uh, but hey, you know what? Whatever. Right. Um... But I think it's it's the personality and the ability to protect the village that gets Naruto to be Okage. But in that journey, we got to start somewhere, which is the prologue. Yes. So um, we start, like you said, Naruto is being ostracized by the village, basically. And his parents are dead. His parents were killed by a creature called the Nine-Tailed Fox. 
which is resided inside of Naruto. Um, and as the story goes on, you find out more about that. But that's how we come into the show. We come in the show hot that he's the tail beast. He's the demon. Like no one talks to him. The adults are literally the most horrible adults I've seen. Like, cause they just like, how can you treat a kid like this? So, and especially as the story goes on, you find out like how trash these people really are. But, um, you know, he has a sensei, Aruka sensei, who kind of like when he says, Hey, Naruto is more than this. He's more than the demon that people see him as. He's a kid who has fears and insecurities, and he's a member of the Leaf Village. He is my dear student. And he's really the first person ever to show Naruto, you know, that respect and that kindness that he is more than just what is inside of him. Yeah, man, because he knows the struggle, you know. He knows the peril of being an orphan and... Not not how does the village react to you, but like how do you deal with no one really giving a fuck about the fact of your existence? Like you have to get attention because attention won't be given to you otherwise. And now he's a grown man and he sees an Aruto. And even though his own parents were killed by the Nine Tail Fox, he looks beyond that in the fact that he sees a kid that needs this guidance where he has some, like, experience to help lead him. And, like, that's what we see in the first episode, is that, like, Naruto gets suckered because he's a kid into helping, like, try to destroy the Leap Village. But in seeing Aruka-sensei fight for him and try to protect him and hear the words of encouragement, even though Aruka-sensei doesn't see him, he's like, so there is one person. There is somebody who believes I'm not 100% worthless. And then we see Naruto, like, believe it and kick the shit out of some unnamed guy who I, who has a name, but I don't remember. Yeah, bitch boy from South Central is what we'll call him. Um, Yeah, so that's the first episode. That's the intro that we come in. All that is encapsulated in 20 plus minutes. Um, I think like 22 and 24. Um, that's what we see. And we see um, also like the intro, which was like, rah, rah, do your stuff. Nah, you talking about nah. the, uh, the English intro? Yes, the English intro. Which the English intro is so much like of the one time it actually happens. The English intro is so much more hype for these first 19 episodes than the Japanese intro. Because I, yeah. I was watching the Japanese intro. I'm like, bruh. I mean, I like this industrial guitar stuff, but this is so not hype. Yeah, and it's funny because Naruto, as Naruto progresses, um, it has, like, some of the best intros in anime. Like, that's just anyone's... That's, like, a consensus. That's, like, I'm coming into the anime world. I know that anime can be weird. JoJo is on the cusp of the weirder. Naruto has the best intro. Yada, yada, yada. Mind your business now. (laughs) Don't go putting out... We'll have, we'll have another conversation about that. <laughs> yeah, so those are the facts. And Naruto has definitely some of, like, the best. And this one was, like, I remember when I was watching it, I was like, are these even words? Like, it was just some guy saying, rise, like, Juki stuff. And, like, a giant sumo character that we never, ever saw in, in the actual series. So it was pretty fun. Um, but, yeah, moving on uh, past that. 
we the next few episodes are basically world building. Like we meet Konohamaru, who is the grandson of the Hokage, the highest ranking office in, office in the ninja village, what Naruto aspires to be. Kohamaru is like a sheltered kid because he's the Hokage's grandson. And basically no one ever wants to like discipline him or anything like that until he meets Naruto and he goes that shonen trope of like, listen, I don't care who you are. Like you're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, yeah. He, he literally is like, Konohamaru is like, ha, now that he knows I'm the, the Hokage's grandson, he's not going to do anything because he's a scaredy cat. Naruto's like, I don't give a fuck who you are. And then punches him in the head. Like, all right, somehow that's okay with the the Hokage that's just sitting square ass in front of both of them. Yeah, because he knows, like, the third Hokage, A, is the worst character in all of Naruto, which I'll explain. I want to know your explanation on this at some point. Yes. Later down the road. We'll get to this, because this is not the first time I've heard you say this. He is the worst character in all of Naruto, and I will stand by that. You know, he might even be the worst character in the Naruto verse. Like, I haven't watched Boruto. Like, I watched some episodes, but I haven't, like, I couldn't tell you what it was really about. Uh, so Okay, I will I will argue this point, too. I know you've watched Naruto, or uh, Boruto, uh, to a detriment, <laughs> honestly. So you do have a scheme about what Boruto is about, but we're not bringing that up right now. Yeah. That's not Naruto. I was in the dark. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so him being worst character, um, just lets his grandson get punched. And to what we see later is that the Hokage was like, oh, well, you know, this will be good for Konohamaru to have someone like Naruto in his life and his mentor because... Naruto is the pride and joy of the village, but, you know, I couldn't tell him that or even tell anyone else that because I'm too busy being old. Factual. <laughs> so and, they go on an adventure and we find out, you know, Naruto teaches Konohamaru about how to do the sexy uh, transformation jutsu. And that's that's the episode. Konohamaru is like, all right, I can't be your... your sensei or your uh you know student anymore but i'll be your rival because we both want to be hokage and they're like all right cool it's sort of a, just a one-off adventure anime or episode to build the uh the world as you had said um well that's it it's just really we get to see more about how the world functions and then we get to the first real portion of the arc which is the land hidden in the waves the land of waves Excuse me. Yes. So which yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no. So the land of waves um is where we see it's Team Seven's first mission, and as the whole overarching theme of Naruto goes, it's supposed to be a rank D, I believe, and then it ends up being like a rank B mission, I wanna say. Yeah, so so they're like, all right, here's your team. We go on this adventure. Like, we get set up. We do the training. Kakashi's like, all right, you're a team. Don't fuck it up. And then they fuck it up until, you know, they both offer Naruto their lunch. And then he's like, you pass, because you're not selfish. And it's the, this is the first team he's passed. So then they go to get their first official mission. And Naruto's like, we're no babies. Give us a real mission. We're not catching cats anymore. So the Hokage is like, all right, 
Typically, we give Genin D-level missions until they prove their skills. But just for you, because you're being a punk bitch, we're going to give you a C-level mission to get out of my hair. Which turns out to be like a more professional level mission than was advertised by the uh, person putting on, you know, putting up the money for protection, which was a bridge builder from the land of waves. Yeah. And um, one reason is because they're, you know, their city is poor or their land, a village, I guess we can say. Yeah. Is, is poor because of these thugs and gangsters who come in and, you know, kind of berate everything. And they're like, oh, well, yeah, we're, we're the kings of, like, basically, they just, there's not really a reason why they do it besides they're just, like, really pricks and they want to cut off the land and trade. So, basically, just mob mentality. Oh, yeah, 100% gangsters. They want to take advantage of this small area and make a bunch of money. Yeah, and they think it's just normal people, Um, but then they see that they have ninjas and mercenaries working for them. And... We find out one of the big bads is the blood demon of the mist, um, Zabuza. And, you know, Zabuza is a ninja. So in the land of mist, they have the, it's called the blood mist village because they have these trials and tribulations to become a Ganin as opposed to the, or in contrary to the leaf village who has like these kind of, I guess, yeah, say you can do this technique and do that, make a shadow clone, you know do all this, you pass, you're a Ganin. And in the Blood Myth Village, it is, you know, all the kids, like, have a fight to the death and whoever wins graduates. Like, And for our first big bad guy, so the person who's running the gang is Gato. And Gato hires our first ninja, the demon hid- of the Hidden Mist, Zabuza. And Zabuza is out here like, yeah, that's the story about how the ninja system works in the Blood Mist Village. But I didn't go through school. I just came to the testing and then I murdered all of the kids. And then I became a ninja. Like, oh, fuck, that's how it works around here? You can just show up to the test day and you pass? Yeah, no prep, no nothing. You know, just came in and went boom, boom, bam, boom. Which is our first introduction to the uh, Seven Swordsmen of the Hidden Mist, which is super hype that we don't find out about more until uh, Shabudin, right? Yeah, and it's really cool because, like, his... And also, we never saw what his blade ability was till Shabudin, which I still you, find. You're, you're correct. I think we found out a, a little bit more about the Hidden... Uh, the Seven Swordsmen... Um, in this show, when we get to um, the fish guy, yeah, Kisame for sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on over here in this world of Naruto. Like we have the characters; they're here. They're fighting this guy named Zabuza and his henchmen, who were hired by Gato, and they're not prepared for this because all they have is Kakashi, who is a Jonin. And granted, he is known as a copy ninja. This is also where we find out his alias, that he is the copy ninja, Kakashi of the Sharingan. Yeah, like, what the fuck is the Sharingan? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's just like, and then it's it's so much intertwined in this because Sasuke is the sole survivor of the Uchiha clan, and 
he has his eyes, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm like, I have the Sharing Gun, which is a trait from my village that was murdered um, by a certain someone, which is what we find out in his whole intro thing, that that's his plan to get revenge. And he's like, how does Kakashi have these eyes? And it all goes back to a few episodes ago when that was what was happening. So we see Kakashi has those eyes and he's able to fend off two of the mercenaries who try and kill the Bill Bridger, but bridge builder, but really um, get stopped by Sasuke and his edginess to. Yeah, man. And, and Naruto looks like a punch, a punk bitch in that too. He's like, I totally froze and I'm going to cut my hand cut out the poison and, you know, make an oath. I'm never going to be a punk bitch again, which I don't know if he ever is. No, he's not. He's, he's, I mean, one time, like maybe towards the end in the fourth Ninja Great War, I would say, but like he was going through some stuff. So like, I will Girl, give, I, no, totally. I will, I will give him that one, but like, nah, he never freezes in the face of fear again for the most part. Which is hype that we get that done in episode, like, four. Yeah, he's like, yo, this is my oath of pain, which was episode eight, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So then we do some training. Kakashi's like, listen, we're going against stronger people. There's nothing we can do about it, so it is what it is. Whatever. Let's train and learn some chakra control. And because at this point, Kakashi is injured um, because he's gotten like attacked and well like attacked he's gotten attacked and he's on crutches which again blows my mind because kakashi is broken and he literally takes the crutches walks on the crutches to the tree and hangs upside down is like this is what i'm gonna teach you how to do and they're like what like and automatically sasuke and naruto have the hardest time doing it because in kakashi's words they have so much chakra opposed to sakura who has amazing innate chakra control so she can kind of do it right off the bat and that's when we really see okay here's what everyone can kind of do like here's going to be everyone's like future skill sets kind of because sakura has amazing chakra control sasuke has his sharingan and like is somewhat quicker than naruto to realize what's wrong in the process and Naruto just has more chakra than everyone else combined. <laughs> like, Which is how he solves most of his problems. So we've got Sakura, who has immense finesse, like can you know manipulate things very minutely. We've got Sasuke, who's very skillful, but like skill takes practice. And we've got Naruto just ha that has a bunch of shit to throw at the problem to solve it. Yes, that is the way. <laughs> um... So, yeah, so they go and they do their thing, and uh, they basically, like, get over with, with that in an episode, and they're like, hey, we got chakra control now. We did it. Yay, go us. Um, and, like, a, a, a micro-thread of this this season, or this um, arc, is the story about, so there's, like, during the training, they're staying in the Village of the Waves at the Bridge Builder's house, and they learn about his grandson, who's, like, adoptive father- died because he went to like save the village and stand up to the gangsters and then got immediately fucked and murdered. Um, and so our, our, our grandson doesn't believe in heroes anymore. And Naruto is like, 
you dumb son of a bitch. Stop feeling bad and do something about it. Stop being a coward. And then it's like, wow, what an asshole. But Kakashi's like, hey, kid, he knows what it's like to be a coward. So he's not being hard on you because he's an asshole, which he is. He's being hard on you because he's been there. And we get this whole arc about this kid is like, hey, villagers, help me come save our village because I'm tired of crying and gangsters coming in my house and beating up my mom. Help me help us. Yes. And everybody rallies and they're like, yeah, we got to help him. So they do. And like they go and they squat up to get all the stuff they need, like pitchforks, hose and things like that to gardening house um, to go and fight the gang of Gato's men while Team Kakashi is out here fighting Zabuza and Haku. And I'm going to say this, like, watch this fight, like, go back and revisit it because it is still as beautiful and as serene as it could be. Like, there's so much going on. You see Haku's backstory, and that's literally the first time I cried in anime was, like, in this saga because, dear Lord, there's so much. Like, Haku, Haku's dad helped him like or helped a group murder his mom and try to kill him because of his Kekai Genkai. Yeah, man. You can't be one of them Kekai Genkais. <laughs> what? Yeah, one of them. No <laughs> no Kekai Genkais around here. Like um but like persecuted based on a facet of his humanity that he could not control. Yeah. A like blood it's trait. it's Jap- it's like just Japanese racism. Yeah, it's it's pretty horrible. And now, could he ice some hoes? 175%. So was that why they were worried? Maybe. But still, it's an it's it's totally an allegory. Yeah, and he never even did it until you know he was threatened. And here he was threatened, so he had to, you know, bring the gloves off and be like, Pa wow, cha chow, you know. I am you awoke this beast, and here it is being a beast. And um you see this fight and like his backstory and it like he thinks of himself as a tool. Like he's never experienced love. A, he looks beautiful. Like Haku, everyone thought Haku was a woman. Um, when Haku appeared, I was like, yeah, man. it At was the t- long. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say it was to the point where like I didn't believe that Haku was a man. Like even when people told me, and then I saw it, I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, because you know, um, both parts of that. One, you know, him being. Like his parents being murdered um, at at an early age made him an orphan, and then finally he was picked up by Zabusa uh, as a street urchin, and was like, "Hey kid, I see it in my balls. You got a keke genkai that will be useful to me. Come be my tool." And this kid's like, "Yo, you got the same eyeballs as me." I don't think he had a keke genkai, but he's like, "You you see some shit." All right, I ain't doing nothing else but sitting on the street. So, yeah, I'll come be a tool. Uh, And that's how he viewed his life because Zabuza took him in. He was like, my only goal is to serve Zabuza and his goals and his protection and everything, my skills and assets. And separately, he was like, yo, I'm going to look effeminate because I fucking want to. And he wore this sort of pink... um, Yukata, I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, when he was like foraging in the the uh, the forest, and he came upon Naruto and was like, 
what the fuck are you doing sleeping in the forest? It's dangerous. I might kill you. And Naruto was like, oh, I'm training. My bad for passing out while training. And Haku's yeah. like, what the fuck are you training for? And Naruto's like, to get stronger, you know? No particular reason. Just need to be the best. Haku's like, God damn. I met another kid who's just trying to be great, and I'm going to have to murder him. <laughs> It'll be okay, because Zabuza. But at least I'm cute, though. I'm a boy, by the way. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. And, like, they're seeing that scene where Haku, because he's not the protagonist, does lose that fight, and he does die. And that is, like, the first death that Naruto witnesses from the ninja world. Man, the first real one. Yeah. The, the first one that has actual impacts. The fact that uh, Sasuke, quote unquote, dies, I was like, so this is how we're doing this. Imagine a Naruto where Sasuke dies in the first 19 episodes and stays dead. What would the series even be about? (laughs) Just (laughs) like, that's what I want to know, but he doesn't. Yeah. But totally Haku, totally Haku. Yeah, no, Haku, um's death is like Naruto expresses emotion. He's like. Do you even feel anything? You know, he thought the world of you. And Zabuza was like, he was nothing but a tool to me. Like, this is the way of the shinobi. This is the world. And Naruto, like, loses it. And he's like, because Haku dies taking the Chidori for Kakashi. Or um from Kakashi for Zabuza. Like, Man. Haku didn't have to die. He used himself to shield himself. Oh, my God. In that moment. So he was like, Nar- so it was, it was Naruto and Haku. And Haku knew he was beat. And Naruto was struggling with like the, the reality of killing this guy. And, and Haku was like, do it. Do it. Kill me. It is your shinobi way. And then Naruto's about to. And then, he, and then Haku's like, wait a minute. My fucking Zabuza senses are tingling. Some shit is up. And he's like, you know what, Naruto, even though I just said kill me four different ways, um, I got to go do some shit right quick. And then he teleports to save Zabuza and then dies. And it's like, okay, that's very heroic. But you couldn't just fucking die with Naruto? You couldn't make this interesting already? (laughs) And it was that moment, you know, when everyone saw him. Like, even Zabuza was slightly shocked to see Haku come out of the mirror, and especially Kakashi. Kakashi was like, you know, what did I do? Like, I didn't want to kill this kid. Yeah. You know, he knew he had to, but he didn't, you know, he, everyone sensed that the kid did not have malice, or, like, he was just doing what he knew to protect. That's all he knew. Yeah. And for him to do that, like, and then we see Kakashi close Haku's eyes as well and it's just like so much going on right there and then the fact that Zabuza goes to swing his sword through Haku's body really pisses Naruto off and Naruto goes into like speech mode and says like how could you do that he was everything like you were everything to him and Zabuza you know he he's like your words cut deeper than any night and that's the thing that got me like when Zabuza started like feeling things and he was like your words cut deeper than any blade 
and then yeah, explains man. the ninja world to Naruto. And he's like, I don't want to be like this. And goes to avenge Haku's senseless death in better or worse. Worse or better words. Less or better? Better or worse? Better or worse words? So, yeah, no, totally. Like, like Kakashi fucks Zabuza up. He disables his arms, and then there's nothing Zabuza can do. And then Naruto goes into rant mode and is like, how could you? And then we find out about the way that the, the uh, Shinobi world works. When Gato is like, oh, this Punko. Yeah, we're done with you. You're no longer under my employ. So that calls off the fight between Team 7 and Zabuza. He's like, well, I'm not getting paid anymore. I don't have any quarrels with you. That's cool. Um, and then we really see like how... Zabuza actually feels about Haku, you know, because like rule 17 or something about the Shinobi code is, you know, you can never show your emotions, which we see all of the time. But in the code, <laughs> you can't show them. So this is like Zabuza putting on a front up until the end where he's like, all right, I should have been there for you. I should have broken the Shinobi code that I didn't study because I just came for the test and passed. <laughs> And, you know, like showed you some respect and appreciation and affection while you were alive. Yes. To which when he when like everything's over, Zabuza murks the boss man and like half of the hired thugs and still gets murdered. But the way he murks them is. Oh, my God. With a kunai blade or kunai blade. Kunai. Yeah. In his mouth. Like with no use of his arms. Just literally being the whole demon of the mist. Like, can use no jutsu, can't even wield his sword. It's just going crazy. And it is... And then after he finally dies, Kakashi... He makes a request of Kakashi, his enemy. And he was like, will you do this for me? Kakashi's like, yes. Removes the weapons from Zabuza's back. Because as Zabuza's advancing to kill Gato, he's being stabbed with every conceivable weapon in his back removes all those goes to gato and kills gato and kakashi removes all the stuff carries him to where haku is and lays him to rest and zabuza said i know i cannot go where you are but how i wish i could man and and when you see that singular teardrop from haku's eyeball it's like fuck it was uh, it was crazy man and just the whole what that did to Naruto was so was so needed. Like it was that was one of the moments that makes Naruto so great is because, you know, say what you want about Naruto. All I don't know what people say because I don't really listen to it, but I know they say negative things about Naruto. It's like, oh, Naruto was mid or blah blah blah. But you had you were your whole character is basically described by two villains. But you realize they aren't even villains. They're people working for their goals as you're working for your goals. And it like tells you that you need to change the world and the system itself is what Naruto sets out to do. And that's why he becomes Hokage. So he can make the world a better place for everyone. Not for power. Not for this. It's it's a very good message. And I it's dope. I enjoy it. Me too, man. So let's talk for a moment about our two main-ish characters, Naruto and Sasuke. And they're like superpowers. So this in this arc, we get exposed to both 
sort of things. So Naruto and his uh, body trapping in the seven-tailed, the nine-tailed fox, excuse me, fucking numbers, uh, the nine-tailed fox, we get exposed to, like, what happens with the seal between, like, him as a Jinchuriki, which we don't know that term yet, meaning, you know, he he holds uh, a, a tailed spirit within his body, and, like, that tailed spirit itself. Um, and, like, the the way that that helps him, one, heal, and two, kick Haku's ass is crazy. No, 100%. Like, we see that aura of the Ninetales as well in that fight, like, against Haku. Like, just what this monster increasingly is inside of him, and it's wild. And then also in that, uh, we get to see the Uchiha's Heike Genkai, the Sharingan, which we have learned about from Kakashi and his one eyeball. But we know that the Uchiha clan is the one that perpetuates the, uh, the Sharingan. So there's a big mystery about how does Kakashi who is not an Uchiha, have a Sharingan, which we will learn later, later, later. But we get to see, like, what happens, and and we learn more about what it is in general. Yeah, and that is, like, there's a lot of things that are, like, teased and brought upon in these first episodes that become really important later down the road. So it's really cool to see um, how those things expand and how we learn of what's going on with those things. Yeah, man. And knowing how long it is, seeing the setup like right now, knowing everything that happens, it's like, oh, so this is how early it starts. It's kind of cool, like yeah. doing a retrospective. Yeah. And like the music is just something else that I wanted to talk about and oh how it God. drives the whole, like the score, the OST is so good. It just drives every fight scene, like every moment, like the true sadness. Man, both the hypeness and the sadness, it has everything in it so well executed. Like when it's when it's like true empowerment hype up time and they got those like uh chants like hoo ha yeah. Yeah, and you just hear like yeah, it's like it does it so well. But equally, like when it's like sad story time, when Haku's like, I was just a sad street urchin, you know, begging for things. And they hit you with sadness and sorrow. And that's like the greatest sad song I've ever heard in my life. Yes, like this is, and it's so great because, like you said, for that, and like well, the fact that they named the song Sadness and <laughs> Sorrow is the best thing ever. And I feel like that is a true expression of what the song makes you feel. Like, it's not a lie. Like you're you're listening to this because those are the emotions it's going to make you feel. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And it's a staple of the it's a staple of the series. Like sadness and sorrow is like played throughout the whole like Naruto, Naruto Shippuden. Like you know, may, like I need to see if Boruto has a version of sadness and sorrow, but I don't think he's had any hardships yet to you know, use that music, but we'll it's see. like 400 episodes in. He hasn't been sad before other than on some bullshit. Yeah, it's like 174 it. <laughs> and no one has died. Wait. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but no, like, even the comedy music, even the filler music is great. Like, I remember all of these songs 
you know, uh, from like the We Just Walking Around Town songs. Yeah, it's like, wah, 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 yeah, wah, wah, yeah, like, I love, and it's just the true use of like the Oriental instruments as well is great. Like the Eastern no, instruments. Like, yeah, man, the mix between like whistles, um, that one song we were talking about, um, where it has like, like flute and. Ah, so, yeah, so. Yeah, it's yeah, like, flute, flute and shamisen, like yes, give it to me. But then we got like, uh, like keys, bass, and flute on the one walking around town, and like the electric guitar. It, it's such a great like variety instrumentation, and it's so iconic at this point. Um, I'm I'm glad it exists, and it totally makes the show really what it is. Yes, like the outro as well. Like it's just like. And just the, it's so good. And I can't wait until we get into the tuning exams because that is probably my, that or the Sasuke Retrieval arc are my favorite arcs of the OG Naruto. So I'm ready and I can't wait until we get into those. Yeah, man. I'm I'm hyped to continue this. Same. So yeah, that's all we have for part one of the Naruto Uzumaki podcast. Yep. You can catch this show, uh, along with Content Breaker, on the YTSP uh, feed on all of your podcatches. We're talking Spotify, iTunes, uh, Amazon Podcast, Overcast, wherever you like to listen to your podcast, we are available. Or on Twitter at YourTSP, that's URTSP, where we just, I don't know, caption screenshots and make dumb jokes about things that we watch and you got a twitter too yeah you can catch me at static dreads with the z at the end um where i can do all types of cool things and say all types of stuff and repost things that you can see the repost that i make yeah man and we will catch you next week for another episode of your typical shonen protagonist yeah we'll see you guys next week for what do we have in store Come back and find out.